Hello and welcome back to Blues Talk Podcast. I'm joined here by Rory, um, as some of you know, as TBF Pompey on Instagram and, and on YouTube as well. Make sure to follow him. Uh, up his links in the um, description of the YouTube. But anyway, to get into this podcast, I'll be covering two different topics. Uh, one being uh, the Pittman situation, and the second being the second one being um, the salary cap issues um, surrounding League One. Okay, to get into the Pittman. To get into the Pittman thing, so he's obviously he's been released by um, <laughs> after mm. after three seasons here, and is a bit many many Pompey fans are quite outraged with how Jacket has treated him and the relationship that Jacket has had with Pittman. Mm. So obviously, um, there's some quite interesting. Um, Pittman did an interview with Angie Moon the other day, saying what sort of highlighting the issues. Um, one of them mm. was saying that um. Jacket told him not to come to training, and it, that it was um, oh. Brett Pittman's choice to um, train at Bournemouth. So um, it wasn't it wasn't um, Pittman's choice to not train. He wanted to train as much as he can. So mm. yeah, I think Jacket has like a bizarre relationship with like the players. Like it's just he's so based on like um, emotions. I think because like there's just. So many times players have been dropped for no reason. It's just like, what are you doing? He, he, he seems very. He seems to be a very bad man manager. He doesn't really yeah. progress um, players. He sort of treat, if 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 they do one thing wrong, then they're out of the squad. Like earlier yeah. earlier this season, they stripped Wait. Pittman and Gareth Evans from captaincy. Mm. So it's clearly something going on behind the scenes. Obviously, we don't know the full picture. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we we we've only heard Brett Pittman's side of the story, so we don't exactly properly know the story. But then there's also things like Pittman talked about um, his three years there. He said that the first two seasons he were, um, was very good and that mm. the third season was non-existent and that he'd really wished he'd been a part of it because obviously he wanted to be. So obviously a lot of us thought he was being quite lazy and what whatnot, but it turns out it was just a jacket and um, told him not to come to training and whatever. Yeah, and the truth is, though, like, he, he is an old man, like, you can't mm. get away from that, whatever. But I mean, it wouldn't hurt just to chuck him on in like the seventieth minute of every game. Like, it will still make an impact, I think. Yeah, obviously, like he's he's probably one of our best strikers since two thousand the mm. two thousand eight days. And we the, the fact that we treated him that badly, he scored twenty five in his first season for us. He's a very capable striker, and yeah, what I could see eleven matches this season. Yeah, only that. And what I can see happening is that. Um, He'll join Swindon or Plymouth or something, and he'll actually he'll score goals for them, and he'll probably score a win against us or something. Yeah, flourishing our luck. Yeah, Yeah. it would be absolutely horrific if that happens, and I I can see it happening. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Pittman's one of those players. I think where he like throughout everything, you know that if you bring him on, you're gonna get something good. Like, Mm. and I think we lack that a lot. Like, for instance. We don't have a striker where we bring him on, you know, we're guaranteed a goal or assist, you know. Harrison, yeah, he's good. Marquise, uh, he's a good player, but shit for us. It's just like there's no one out there who's consistent. So when, you need, when you're playing shit, you know, one person you can always depend on is Pittman. When you're not even playing him, it's a bit... Mm. I think it was I think it was the game I went to against Burton where we drew two two. He scored that last mm. minute penalty like in the ninety sixth minute. He I scored can't 
He scored the only goal against Bolton this season, and considering it was Bolton when they were struggling, oh, we only that managed was one goal. That match. We only managed one goal, and it was through Pittman yeah. scoring that header, and it was a great header from him, mm. to be fair to him. And yeah. it's the fact that we had to rely on him to get the winner and to oh, get yeah. that result out of those two games. Scrappy match. It was scrappy. So scrappy. Even if he is, even if he is old, he's a good play, a good squad player mm. to have. Even for like the experience, he can like yeah. sort of like mentor Marquis with the experience he's got. <laughs> true, have. true. But obviously, he's a smart player, isn't he? Like yeah. compared to a lot of players, yeah. He's the best finisher we've had for years, mm. I, in my opinion. And it's just like it's not just Pittman that's been unfairly treated. Obviously, we've had Tom Naylor that's been oh. two games, and I know you've. I had a little rant about that a few times and <laughs> got everyone out. But... Yeah, I probably went for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like going into playoffs, you need your strongest people leading. And then when you have like, for instance, Tom Nail, I would say he is underrated. I think that's because of, yeah. um, I think looks have to do with football a lot because League One, League Two, you're not exactly playing with like Ronaldo and that. I think how someone looks actually determines people's perceptions and actually how much they rate them. And like yeah. someone like Tom Naylor, he's ginger. He, he, he's just an average bloke or whatever, but he like each match, like he does bits with the ball, you know, his movement in the field and stuff like that. Mm. And I don't, and he's, he's a humble soul, you know, he doesn't exactly yeah. like show off like Marquis. So him being dropped for playoffs has just really pissed me off. I think. It was, it's, it's one of those cherry on the cakes where we, we all kind of were jack out beforehand, but then mm. obviously we had last playoffs where we dropped Lowe and Curtis, which we sort of forgot, but we didn't really. I completely then, forgot about that. <laughs> and then, and then it's happened again with Tom Naylor. It's just a bit, it's a cherry, it's the cherry in the cake. Mm. And Seddon as well. Like, and, what is going Seddon. on there? Yeah, what that, is going on? Oh. Yeah, it's, and then it's, taking it's, him off in the 70th be. minute as well, in the second leg. Like, mm. what are you thinking? And then the news regarding um, Brandon Hunstrop. He's probably, since Seddon's mm. gone, our best left-back, I'd say. And we've offered him a new contract, and Hunstrop's um, rejected the contract. Mm. And apparently we offered him a higher contract, so higher money, but I'm not sure whether I believe it, because I saw him... I saw Hunstrop like to post about Pompey offering him a contract, a, a, a small amount of, um, a small increase in the payment of the contract, and oh. Hunstrop himself liked it. So mm. it just shows a bit the state of the clubs and a bit of a mess at the moment. And yeah. our, our man and management is terrible in keeping hold of players. So he's, he's, mm. he's looking likely to go to Kilmarnock, and quite frankly, yeah, I mean, we're going to miss yeah. him. Oh wait, sorry. No, no, carry on. Oh, I was just saying, like, I think in defence right now, we're, we're like, we're broken. Like, our most solid defender right now has got to be, what, but uh, Raggett? <laughs> like, I mean, when it comes down to that, you know, you're a bit and we broken. And we don't, we, we don't have Raggett anymore, either, because he's... Oh, left. yeah, he's lonely from... Oh, <laughs> so, our best defenders um, at the moment is Jack Watmore, who hasn't played for... Yeah. He played, obviously, against Peterborough, but wasn't his mm. sharpest performances, but... Obviously, mm. uh, mean, that's our good. strongest defender at the minute. So, mm. and we've got what we've got. Paul Downing, has he? <laughs> he's 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 been a ghost, has he? Mm. We bought him in the summer, meant to make was meant mm. to make a big impact, and we haven't played him. Obviously, because he has he hasn't been great. I don't know what's I don't know what's gone on with him. He was supposed to be a decent um a decent signing. We all pre hyped mm. up for him, and then he was absolutely terrible in the games he played. <laughs> 
And there's like players like Close, where um, really, really good players, but I don't know, we, we just don't play into his football. Like, we're playing long balls and stuff like that, and Close is like, probably, I would say, has the best movement on the pitch, you know. He, as yeah. one of our players, I'd say he's so professional, you know. He doesn't get intimidated from the crowd. He does what he, like, wants to do. He doesn't, I really yeah. rate him for that, but it's just Jacket's kind of tactics don't work into him as a player at all, I don't think. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I do feel like sometimes Close is a passenger in the midfield, and obviously whether that's his fault or whether he's playing in the wrong system is, uh, is beyond me, but um, mm. he does seem to sort of um, get scared going into a tackle, which is maybe why we should which is why we lo love Nader so much, because obviously he tackles a lot. He, 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 gets, he gets stuck in, mm. and the fact that Naylor and and Close was dropped for the playoffs because Close wasn't even the Close didn't make the bench oh, in any of the games. Was... He didn't even make the shocking. bench, so he wasn't even a substitute that we could have used. And it's beyond me what um, Jacket's thought process was to start a Bryn Morris. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't a terrible performance, but I mean, you can't slate the player because he hasn't obviously played in a year, and it's not. Yeah, his... I don't slate him, but. Jacket like, it's like you just you can't play Morris and then not play Watmore when Watmore has had yeah. like somewhat experience, more experience. It's just so deluded. I don't understand. The it is quite. Jacket has thrown him under the bus, and it's oh, yeah. so it's Morris's first game since May 2019, and his first game for two playoff legs. I mean, what are you doing, Jacket? It's just not smart. Yeah, it's pulling. I was looking at um a player. Kane Vincent Young at Ipswich. He does actually mm. quite an attractive player. You know, nine matches, two goals. So he's not exactly a key man there. And he's, I, I wanted to you know, sign him last time. I wanted us to sign him last summer mm. before he went to Ipswich. What well, had had he had uh, a lot of game time before that? Then yeah, he was, was at he, he was at Colchester before Ipswich mm. before, and he looked very he looked a great a great player. And I was I always wanted Pompey to sign yeah. him, but we never yeah. did. Yeah, he looks really promising. He doesn't even look like a key man at Ipswich. And from what he from what he plays, he's actually class. So I think bag him up or something. I think he I, got, I think he got injured during the whole most of the season. So I think that's why some of the stats aren't great for him. But mm. I think the Zoom's lagging out a bit. But but anyway, mm. um, yeah, he was injured. So I think the stats don't really tell his um, ability. Mm. I mean, you're a right back and nine games, two goals. I think that is. It's, it's not much, good, yeah. but it's like, yeah. For a right back, it's good, oh. yeah. Mm. But, um, and then moving on to the salary cap thing. So the the EFL right are hoping to introduce salary caps to all League One teams, and to me personally, I think it's a very stupid idea because it's um, what it means is what um, all clubs will be limited to will be limited to a certain wage budget. So. We'll only be able to offer players a 1.8k week contract, and that's mm. that's pocket money for footballers. Even even in our league, that's terrible. Yeah, so that's really going to hinder our hinder our recruitment this summer. We won't. Be well, that's to... not official yet, though. It's not 100%, is it? No, it's not 100%. But um, it's not like yeah. It looks likely that it'll be implemented. So it means that um, for players that. Are running our contract. The, the the contracts we can only offer them are one point eight k a week, and they're not going to want that, are they? So they're going probably going to move elsewhere. My I, I said uh, Pittman was one of our top play, paid players. Oh crap! Yeah, no, okay, it's back now. Um, yeah, he, I think oh. he was. So, 
but anyway, talking about the salary cap, we, we can't offer players more than 1.8k a week, and it's simply not going to work for a team of our stature. Okay, I'm sorry for that uh, technical difficulty. Um, so I think you were talking about Pittman's wage, weren't you? Yeah, so, uh, well, well, I was just saying that Pittman, even though he didn't get played, he played, he got paid a lot. So I think if if this wage cap thing did happen, I think it'd be detrimental for a lot of clubs, probably especially posh Peterborough, because I mm-hmm. think when you look at their team, like, there were some really, really, really expensive players in there. And um, and like, it it'll just mean that it's an even playing field. And I don't know what Mark Catlin was thinking, bringing it up or something. Was it him who said? I know, I know. It's it's the EFL that bring it in, but um, oh, right. Mark Catlin's the one that's like strongly against it. He because he he's saying that um, the wage cap's going to benefit smaller clubs in the league, so like mm. lower lower down in the table. So it'll, mm. and it'll really affect teams like Ipswich, um, Portsmouth, Peterborough, and Sunderland, and it'll really mm. like it'll benefit the smallest teams because they'll, they'll be able to sign um, pl- like really good players and we will sh- sort of struggle to sign them. I mean, obviously, we've got the more appeal of being a, a bigger club than them, so they might sign for us, but it sort of makes it yeah, even yeah. to the smaller teams that sort of aren't, you know, don't finish higher in the league. Yeah, yeah, spot on. And also, I think, um, I think just a simple fact that I don't understand when you have like play, t- leagues like the Prem, like what's going on there? Apparently there's a wage cap, bollocks. And then you've got like some of the lower leagues where players are getting paid somewhat normal prices and they're thinking it's just so stupid. And also just a simple fact that if um, this isn't going to affect the championship as well, is it? Mm, I don't think so, no. I think it's just, yeah. I think it's um, league one and below. Mm, yeah, so like, there's already a massive gap between League One and League Two, or whatever, and the Championship from teams going up, instantly going down. So if they do this, it's just going to be complete stalemate from League One clubs just going yo-yo. So yeah, um, stupid, really. I, I saw yesterday Sol- Salford signed um, Tom Clark, the Preston North End defender. So um, mm. he's, he 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 started for Preston, I'm pretty sure, last season and this season. And so he's just he's just dropped down two leagues, all because Salford have a lot of money. And oh. surely, surely that sort of breaches financial fair play rules. I'm not sure, but um, mm. he was a starter at Preston. He was their captain, and he's just got to drop down to League Two. So that's, God, that's bonkers. That, that is. Yeah, so that's giving um, Salford a very good position next year. Maybe he was a very good defender. Mm. I'd have taken him at Portsmouth in a heartbeat. Mm. And also, like, um, just in general, like, I'd. Like we won't really exactly be able to sign many players, then, will we? We just have to no. go for like literally the top score of League Two every season. We'll just try <laughs> sign him. It's just gonna yeah. be a joke. Um, I reckon next season is gonna be very tough for us. I don't, I don't see us going up next season because I think, oh, ex- especially with all the with the recruitment, we've we've lost a lot of our core players. We've lost um, we've lost Burgess, we've lost Ragged, we've lost Seddon, we've lost. Potentially McGee, and we've lost a lot of our good players. I'm mean, McCrory, yeah. And so Bass, I, probably. I'm probably Bass, and maybe even Curtis might end up leaving. Oh, so we could be in a very, we could be in the mud next season. We could be finding it very hard next season to compete. It depends. It all depends on who who we can and what we can, who we do recruit in the summer. So Jack has got one year left in his contract. I, in all honesty, I see him seeing that out. I can't see him getting sacked in the near future. So I think. 
I posted something on my Instagram um, earlier this morning about it, saying my my thoughts on it. But um, I think you'll be seeing that with one-year contracts. Yeah, so sweet. Uh, yeah, I just think Jackets just got to go. You know, but mm. like, I think maybe even if we stay, I think if we still have Jacket, I think maybe looking yeah. at like just in general. Yeah, I can't see us going up with Jacket, I'm afraid, because he just doesn't seem like he, he knows how to manage the, the players. Actually, he, just doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't seem up to it. Mm. Yeah, he really, really doesn't. I mean, but what, the old Brum manager got sacked, didn't he? The Birmingham manager, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. him. I'll take anyone, to be honest. <laughs> Just not anyone. Yeah, 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 I'll, take, I'll take anyone yeah. at this rate. Mm. Actually, we're even just a shitty lead two manager. <laughs> to someone I'll with just... passion and someone that doesn't play Jack at Hoofball. Yeah. Then I think yeah, that, we'll be fine. Be but yeah, mm. anyway. All right, I think that's enough to conclude today's podcast. I am very sorry about the technical difficulties we've been having. It's just... Um, during my internet, um, it's been a bit, um, bit of a mess, but hopefully it comes out fine. Thank you very much, Rory, for joining me on the podcast. He is, Thanks, pleasure. Again, he'll be in many of the podcasts because he is our co-host. Uh, links, links to his socials will be in the um, description below, so make sure to check him out. Anyway, thank you very much. Peace out.